This is the story of a little guy in a big world, a small board game publisher trying to make an impact on a fast-paced industry with thousands of new games each year. Without being able to compete with low prices or large print runs, Button Shy is simply just doing things its own way. Welcome to DIY Board Games. Uh, welcome to Board Game Road Trip. Um, I'm Jason Tagmeyer from Buttonshy, uh, who's kind of housing the board game road trip. And I'm with Ben Beagle, who's doing the board game road trip. Hooray! Um, the board game road trip is, uh, we start a game here, which Ben already started probably eight months ago. It's a half a game. Yeah, so we start something here. Uh, I'm going to add a little spin on it today. Ben doesn't know anything what I'm going to do, and I, don't, I barely do either. But this is kind of what it's all about. Uh, taking game uh, and we pass it to the next designer after we're done uh, show them in person Ben's going to fly to them this is very expensive Uh, Ben's going to fly to them and then uh, play the games with them and they might even be following along and played it themselves but he's going to play it with them and then they're going to add their spin on the game they can get rid of something, they can add things they can change things we're not really setting a ton of rules uh, other than product size, uh, components. And I'm not good at themes, so that, that'll always help. Exactly. And then there was one other limitation. Uh, game crafter components. Yeah, we're using like game crafter small box size components. Um, and then they put their spin on it. Ben comes back here, we check it out, and then we pass it. We go to the next designer. And we're going to keep doing this for a while uh, until we run out of designers or until we have a really cool game. Or we'll just do it forever. So if you want to be a part of this, come yes. find me on the internet. Find Ben. We're, we're putting together some written material now. and You have, uh, what's it called, card under here? What is that game called? Macrocosm? Is it Macrocosm cards? I recognize the font. Yes, it is. Um, so that's how it's going to start. It's going to start here, and we're going to pass it on. We're going to document all of it, so we got to get some sort of little audio recorder. Ben's going to take along and just not so much... You know, they're not going to, like, talk to the recorder the whole time. They're just, we're just going to put it on the table and, and get into their heads a little bit. So this is the first time you'll get into our heads a little bit. So we are playing. What, what's the, what's, what was our code name for this before? So this is the Silly Little Tile Laying Game. So S-L-T-L-G? Yep. Okay. Note, the tiles are cards, not tiles, in this version. It was um, easier to prototype. It's... Under 18 cards. 14? I think it's 14 there, yeah. Um, and and uh, I know you've got things to add on. Yeah, and I have some components to spice it up just a hair. Um, well, it's more or less to give the next designer a challenge. Was, And I don't know if we'll do this all the time, but I thought it would be fun if, like, when a designer wraps up, like, they could talk about something that they think it needs or something, and the next designer can decide to go with that or they don't have to or yeah i just see this as board game designer telephone it that's essentially it yeah um and then on our end we kind of want to do something cool where we have at least the rules for each version in a, in a bare bones print and play up on the site each time with the little podcast episode and if we can like have a game crafter version of each one um just so we have this this cool like archive of every version of this game and that's kind of a lot to do, but we're going to, you know, at least we're going to have the rules in the PMP of each one. All right, so tell me how to play. All right. 
So everybody has two cards in their hand and they have an instruction on them. And we have three cards in a vertical row in between us. And I think we could play this with three or four people, but right now there's only two of us. Um, we've got three cards, uh, three stacks face down, all equal sized. Um, and what you're gonna do is you're gonna play one of the cards from your hand and that card has an instruction on it. It's gonna tell you to flip over a card from the face down piles, maybe move a card, uh, different, different things that it has. And then after you've played a card, uh, then you're going to pick up a face down card, any face down card into your hand. So you'll always in your hand with two cards. Okay. Um, the face down card that you pick up has to, it, it can't break lines. So it can't leave orphan cards behind. Okay. So there's everything some, has to stay adjacent. Everything has to have, has to be adjacent. Diagonal, Diagonal does not count. No. Okay. So it has to it's be, gotta be vertical or horizontal adjacent. So that's where you start to play with where you're doing things. Okay. And, uh, as you play a card, you may have other cards that tell you to do something. If you flip over a card that tells you to do something, that card now supersedes your card. Yep. So you move to its instruction and you stop yours. Um, but whatever it's your card says to do, you would do for every adjacent card or for you know following its instruction. So if um, I play my card and it tells me to flip one, yes, or it tells me to flip. Does it say flip everything adjacent ever? Well, they don't. I don't believe. No, I was saying, so say it tells me to do something, and in doing something, I have to do one thing, and I'm about to do the next, but the new card has instruction. Which you That card is an interrupt, and you do I the new finish card my, I don't no, finish my... No, you do not card. finish your yeah. action. All right, cool. So, um, so, so in the case of this, I have a card that says turn the cards on. And I used on and off to mean face, face up, up face, and face down. down. So if I play it here on this column... I would flip this card over because it's the only one adjacent. And that says move. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move an adjacent card. So it's not move it, it's move an adjacent. Yeah, the, most of the directions will be for an adjacent card. I'm going to move it to any one of the cardinal directions as long as I keep adjacent. So it can go five cards down if there's a line. Yes, it could go okay. five cards down. It could go next door. Okay. It could hop over one, but it couldn't. it would have to stay adjacent in some way. And I guess there's a rule for you can't go over the edge of the table. Yeah, so, so I'm going to take this one, and I'm going to move it here. Okay. okay. And then I would pick up any face-down card. There's no face-up card. It didn't cause a new face-up card, so it doesn't cause a new rule. Yeah. Okay. And you choose any face-down? Any face-down card. Okay. Yes. Um, so what is our goal, just so I know, like um, my intent? So, so right now the goal is simply to... Uh, be able to pull a card at the end of your turn. So there's a little memory involved, but it's a lot more chaos than memory, I think. Okay. Um, uh, right now, all the cards kind of have a rank on them. And okay. so it may be that some cards are more powerful than others. So at the and end, whatever's still in your hand had hand. had a value. I'm not sure if that stays. And but if I something can't pick something up, I'm going to have less cards in hand. Yes. So that's... That's going to trigger the end game and you can't pick up. And I yeah. probably have a terrible score. So the cards that are powerful... You might you might want to keep in your hand rather yeah. than play them because of the scoring at the end. That's kind of where it stands right now. Okay. So it's your turn. So move means move an adjacent card along the line. Yes. Not any card, just an adjacent. Yes. Line. Uh, the instructions are all for adjacent, but I'm lazy in my typing. Okay. Then I pick up any single. Go here. So I'm going to play this card, which allows me to swap any two adjacent cards. So I'm going to do that because I can. Okay. And then I will pick up 
this one because the chain is still together. Yep. I'm going to play one that says nothing. It's worth three points, which is good. And I'm going to take this one to limit some options. Right, I'm going to play this one, which says I can pick up a face-up card. Okay. I'm going to play it there and pick up this card. So the instructions, like like I said, they're really simple right now. Yeah. I think there's only six options. I'm going to go here, nothing. Pick up this card. Okay. I'm going to play this card, which says to turn every adjacent card on. Oh, it's every. It's every adjacent. Well, unless Until I come with an instruction. Yeah. So I'll go here, and this tells me to turn every adjacent card on. And so sucks. that's the way it stays. There's only one pile that has face-down cards. So, you have so to I have to take pile. from that pile. There's only two cards left in that pile, so chances are we're whittling it down. Yeah. I'm going to play off, mm -hmm. make an adjacent card off. Look this well, one. It's every, it'd be every oh, one it's every because it, the off would never interrupt. Okay. And then I'm going to take this one. All right. So I'm going to play this flip all, and I'm going to turn that off over. It flips all adjacent, adjacent cards. In any order you want. In any order I choose okay. right now. So I'll flip that one first. Yep. Then I'll flip this one which says I can move any adjacent card. Okay. And I'll move this card here. Okay. And take this one. Okay. It's my turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to play this one here. No, I'm going to play this one here. It has no ability. Pick up a face-up adjacent. No, any face-up. And I'm going to pick up this one. All right. I'm going to play this one here. Okay. Off. Which... Flips over this one and this one, and I can pick this one up now. Yep. Because I've still got because this one's still connected here, and I can't pick one up unless something I do yes causes that. Interesting. I tried to screw you over, and I'm screwing myself over. Uh, let me play this one, which flips that one off, and I'm going to draw that one. I'm going to play this here. It's going to do no action. Yep. And that's game. Okay. So I have four points. I have nine. Okay. I was sitting on some, some heavy, heavy cards. cards. Um, so I mean, it's a simple little, really abstract game right now. So, yeah. it's And it's cool. It's it's really, it's, it's, it's tight and it's cool and it, it works. Um, we would need to probably like double the number of cards to play it. Yeah. Not double, but like half. What would that be? Twenty five percent more. Yeah. Or no, fifty percent more. One hundred percent more would be double. Fifty percent more for like a four player game or something. Yeah, at least half. It'd have to go with at least half a deck. We might need to go down with the offs. Yeah. Because the off is really powerful. Because then it lets you pick up anything. So, but you had to play. You had to give up the potential points to do that. That's why I, I was just going that. five for four. Yeah. Five for four yeah, every yeah. time. Um, which was still really good. Um, and I'm not sure if the points need to stay there, but it gave you a reason not to play cards, which I think was important for some I think the type. points need to stay there. I just think they might want to go – just bring them down so somebody with good cards isn't an auto win. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I whittled you into not having two, mm-hmm. but I still had one. I was one point away from having the best two um, because the offs are powerful. Or maybe there's – I don't know. How many offs are there? Just two? I think there's just two. Two's there might be good. three. I think it's two of each. Okay. Any Except more offs moves. might be too many? Oh, there's another off. So okay, might so wanna... It might be three three each of most things then. Okay. So the card count on off might be just too high just because of its power and its number. Because um, you could trade an off for an off. So there's one swap and one flip all. I think we need, at least need to bring those in line with everything else. And what's everything else too? Uh, there's twos and then there's three ons, three offs, and three moves. Um, how many cards? There's 15 in your hand right now. There's 15 cards on the table. Okay, so for this, okay, I'll make my little little changes. But I'm going to yeah. talk out the other things before I make any. Yeah, talk about this. talk about what you want because you're the first designer to take this. So what I would want is just, uh, I would want to. Cut, I won really well with off, and as a gut reaction, I think it's it's really powerful, and I think it's high in points, and I would go that strategy again just because it's so high. Five is a single card that's worth two middle cards, you know? So a two and a three are, they're not middle ground, a three is a middle ground. Two threes would beat the off, uh, but I'd, if I had any other card, I'm, I'm going to tie or win. Yeah. So I think that's just, there. Too many of that, or too high. Yeah, maybe too many, just because the power is really good. And yeah, that's that's why because the spin. power was good. That's why, like, you to play it to the table. I know I have. I didn't bring index cards. Sorry. They're they're around. I have. I'm just gonna make a small change and just go swap. Three. Just put that over top of the off. The big changes are yet to come, and they need to be discussed. One on one, we added a swap. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Pick up a face up. Pick up a face up is really good too. That's why it was high. Because it gave you options. Yeah, you want to use it. Oh. On, on was super low because on is the base card that you want to play it. You want to play it because you want to flip stuff face up. Yeah. I'm changing it off to a swap. Okay. It's a very minor change. Yep. I'm wondering, and this is, I'll just talk it out loud. I'm wondering about what the scores would be like if you bumped everything up to where all the ones and twos were threes, then you had threes, fours, and fives. Okay. Or ones and twos are twos, and you have two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see what that does for, because the, the puzzly way that the tiles move around is neat, and it's cool that it drives to this, I want to force you to only have one card. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should be that. Uh, eh, I don't know. It's neat to be able to win with one card. So yeah, you have two and I have one. Chances are I could win if I had the best one. I don't know. So that's that. The second thing I want to I I actually do is I want to introduce some components. And I don't know exactly what they're going to do so we can discuss this. Yep. And I assume this is how it will go with a lot of people. Because you're showing them for the first time, you're gonna talk things out. You'll have influence in that. Yep. But so these little tableaus, they don't have to be as big as I made them. It's just I have a sheet of paper, and you have two little coins or discs or meeples. I imagine them as meeples, but I just don't have any here. 
So meeples being a cool component. What I want is a spot that you can put them on a card or next to a card. Um, on a card is neat because um, it's less fiddly than next to a card. Next to the card can uh, like block a location or mark a location or whatever. But I want to place one and then you have these little trees that each time it's in that spot, it goes up one, right? It goes up one, it goes up one. And then if I use this, it goes back down. Or if I move this, it goes to the other one. So what I thought was if cards each had one of three colors, you had three little trees. And if this is on a red one, each turn is on a red one, it goes up. If I use it, it goes back down. If I move it, it starts over the next one. If you were to move it, it stays where it's at, and I can use it, and if I can get it back there, it can start going back up. Okay. But I just wanted this little something I can build as a secondary thing by the placement of this one, and then use it, well, just use it and it goes down, or move it because this isn't working out for me, and then it would start over the next one. Um, we need three variables. We kind of have them right now. We do have three colors, but uh, it's highly weighted. <laughs> um, well, yeah. yeah. There's three green, two purple, and ten blacks. But if we just put a sticker, I have stickers on three different color stickers on them. And I don't think necessarily it would be all the ons, the one. All color. the ons have the one. And I don't know. That's something that the next guy can balance or get rid of. But let me grab my stickers. And so, I, I mean, we're playing a two-player right now, but even with this many cards, it could play quick as a three to four. Um, and I think that we'd want to make sure that we can play in that, but that's up to the designers to figure out, too. All right, so, I mean, let's sit here and sticker some of these cards. So now we got to figure out what these are going to do. Mm -hmm. Or, actually, let's talk about where we want to put them, because that gives us some little inspiration. You want to put something on top of a card. If you put it on top of a card, you have the chance that you have to lift it off to flip it over, mm -hmm. but that could do something. Like if it stays on that one and it flips over, then maybe you don't go up in the, in the little tech tree or whatever. Um, or if you place it next to a card, it could block a location, which adds a whole little tactical thing. I like the tactical side to this, like making it so you can't do things, but it could make it so you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so we always want to stay away from that. So let's try first, you place it on the card and see how annoying it is. All right, so let's try this. All right, so I'm red, you're yellow? Sure. Does the thing. Uh, let's go one, two, three. Let's just say it's probably never gonna go more than three. Three, one, two, three. What these do, we don't know. So for tighter scoring, because I feel like we need that, I feel like holding onto an off is a win. Right? I've had that since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that five, five points oh, yeah, is just huge. So, let's try something. Okay. Let's do stickers, just in case it doesn't work so we don't have to rewrite everything. And let's make ones, twos, and fives, fours, and see what that does. I think I have white ones, that way we don't have to uh, have more colors. Two fours? Or two fours, yeah. Okay. And let's just see what that does for scoring. Um, or for motivation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that puts your highest score you can get is an eight if you're sitting on both offs. Yep. The lowest score you can get is a four. And that's not a deep, that's not a bad range. And the average score that you get would be uh, 
like six, six or seven. It depends on the card numbers. Now me and Ben run through another session. Seven, six. That was tight. Yeah. It didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was out of the game, you mm-hmm. know. And I had a, a high end, which would be a four. Um, cool. I was able to keep swapping, and this, I, this might just be card count. I was able to keep swapping the nothings and the flip balls between each other. Yeah. So that kept me high, straight out. Cool. Okay, so there's three color variables on the cards, and we have these little tokens and this little this track that you're you know moving your your token along so i'm trying to figure out what they should do and first thing is thinking of what the game what the game needs um i could say control um because things can get a little bit wild. And if you only have one token out, you don't have a ton of control, but you have a little control. So, control, possibly. Um, By putting a token on a card, the control that I have is, maybe that card can't be messed with. That single card can't be moved or flipped or anything else so it, it prevents some space you know some placement on, on your opponent and if i have to sacrifice playing a card to do that uh that's interesting there's a problem in sacrificing a card to do something like that playing a card to do that is that if i have a good hand i could just do that for the entire game and win so um you might not it might not replace your card play you might still do your card play um so let me let me think this out loud a little bit more. Um, there's three tracks, so I'm using what I've limited myself with. So for the three tracks, there could be uh, just trying to think of three variables that are within this game. Um, so you have control, you have, so I was just talking to myself and so if you were to put this out instead of playing a card, if I had a good hand, I would just keep doing that until the game ends and I still have my hand there. I would never perpetuate that thing. So I think it would, you, 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 it wouldn't replace it. Um, things that you want in this game is you might want some control you might want some knowledge those are two big things so if one of these was some control uh, and maybe you don't get it until you get all the way to the end it's not like you get some control a little bit more a little bit more this is you trying to get all of it okay Um, knowledge knowing what some cards are maybe and then something else there's two things you can do with this put it on a card that card cannot be affected. And it changes what you do. Put it on a space, that space cannot be affected. Um, okay, so I think that's good. I think okay. that's enough to pass it off. And so We didn't test this last bit of balance, but I think... I think it'll work better now. I think that will be slightly better. Um, 
so here's here's a, here's something you might want to talk about just for for this. Yeah. Um, because I was going to talk about theme, theme ideas. Back. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I was thinking too. Is like, okay, where do you go with theme on this? Again, that's not my thing. You give me the theme. Well, I'll justify. You can help it. me talk it out. Yeah. So let's talk about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're playing cards. They feel semi-location-ish, or they're moving of some sort. You could say they're sort of moving platforms because they can move, they can flip over. They are in a grid, so it's not like moving platforms like a like a train in a line. It's we've got this line that goes. And it's, in there. it's not it's, it's not like a farm or agriculture because things move a lot. Things are moving a lot. Farm or agriculture is interesting because plots of land and you may say we're rededicating corn over to this area. Okay. It doesn't feel like the most farming game in game style. It's a little more... It's abstract. Uh, it's Well, I would say it's a little more um, mechanics and stuff. Yeah. It does feel more... Uh, less planted down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Upside down does not have to be off. It's not. It's it just, be just on and off because it made it, yeah. But it doesn't even have to be like opposite state and that's what mm-hmm. I've been thinking of. Like for example, this is a sea and there's ships of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, an upside down card is a ship but it has no, you know, I don't know, it's not running or it's not, uh, it doesn't have to be just not, which is not known or it's just not a ship. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sea. It's plain sea. You can always emerge a ship out of the sea, which is weird, but whatever. To me, the first thing I think of is just, like, the factory. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Like, it almost has that, like, slightly robo-rally feel to where directions matter. Um, mm-hmm. And things make other things happen. What about, like, alchemy? Okay. Like, I'm doing this and things are appearing out of thin air, but then I'm taking... Thin air? Something. I'm taking the unknown substance. So. It's fantastical to an extent. The back of the card could be essentially like like a vial with nothing in it. So you're mm-hmm. taking an empty vial. And then you... Or more of an unknown vial. Yeah, and then like on your And turn, these are actually actions. These aren't things. And so now you're learning new skills too, maybe. Alright, so let's think about that. Um... Because what I was thinking is if it's an empty potion or a vial or whatever, and this is a full one, which is what that does. Mm-hmm. So this is just the purple one or whatever does this. And let's move one, and I pick one up, and I can use that one. But I can convert one. I can empty one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then an empty one, in between turns, mm-hmm. I've done something to make that empty one full of something else. I think that and you could also fill... But by filling this one, it filled this one. It started so this a chain is a reaction. Potion, uh, okay, that's that's so it's it's. I mean, it's so if I if I fill this yeah. one, then it does something here. It fills this but one. This is what fills that. This yes. is a potion that fills empty vials near it. You yeah, know? Uh, I think that's actually really good. And you say you're not a theme guy, and you just prove that you are. So, and that's the end of our first. Uh, First changing of the hands of the board game road trip game. It went from Ben Beagle, uh, who started it off. He's from Pennsylvania. And to Jason Tagmeyer in me, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, From here, 
Ben's headed to Texas. Uh, I, tonight he's actually there, the night I'm, I'm posting this. So uh, Ben's off in Texas, and we're going to see what happens next. So uh, thanks for listening. Try the PMP, and we'll see you next time on this, this crazy little journey. Thanks. Thanks.